Hello everybody, my name is Kayla Bellson and welcome back to once again another episode of Observational Banter. Observational Banter is all about me. I get to talk about what I've been going through lately, what am I looking forward to in the near future, and all fun things such like that. The date of this recording is March 12th, 2023, and it's currently 9.56 in the p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or Eastern Daylight Time, because I think that was last night. You know, it was 1 a.m., then all of a sudden it was 3 a.m. It was crazy. Uh, so yeah, you know, I know there wasn't an episode last week. Think of it as, like, conversational banter was the mid-season finale. We took a week off, I went home, I enjoyed spring break, and now we are back at it again. So this episode is just going to cover spring break, so we will not get it started with Monday. Will we get it started on, what day is that? March 2nd, I believe is when I considered my spring break to begin. Yeah, March 2nd. So that's when spring break began for me, and that's we are going to get it kicked off as we would not like any other episode, but we're all going to get kicked off with Thursday. So Thursday was still a school day for me. I had my classes in the morning. Um, I had a quiz in my advanced sports media class, but then as soon as I submitted that quiz back to the professor, I went back to my apartment. I packed everything up that I hadn't packed yet. I said bye to all my friends and told them to have a good spring break. And then I drove myself down to Maryland. Only stopped once. That drive is becoming really easy. It's about four and a half hours, no stops. Uh, 4.45 with a stop. And I always have, like, it's my designated stop. The Somerset stop on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. It's the best. It's my. It's not that great of a rest stop. But it's like the perfect midway point. So that's where I stopped. Uh, just for a bathroom break, use the facilities. And then we were back on the road. Got home Thursday night. It was nice. You know, see all the family again. But I would not be home for that long. Because Friday, Friday morning, I was on a plane flying out to California. So my plane went from BWI to LAX. And then we transferred from there, LAX to San Francisco. And so, overall, it was a decent flight on the long leg from BWI to LAX. I got the aisle seat, which I'll take it. Um, I know, like like I said, I'm pretty sure I've said it before, like, I'm reverse, where usually on long flights, people want the window so they can lean their head on it. But I prefer the aisle so I can have, like, I have more room to stretch out my legs. All I have to do is just swing out to the aisle and stretch them out. Um, but yeah, you know, overall, wasn't bad. A pretty easy flight, landed in LAX. I stopped there for a minute. I got to talk with a wrestling fan because on my backpack, I have a ton of wrestling pins. And he saw one. It was a Johnny Gargano pin. And he was like, oh, man, nice Johnny pin. And I was like, thanks. And we talked about wrestling for a bit. That was cool. And then flew on out to San Francisco and it was a Friday, so you know what that means. You know, I landed, I took the train up to my hotel. Um, the the first thing I heard, I was in San Francisco, was, you know, I swiped out of the train station, took the stairs up to the main road, and some guy, complete stranger, never heard of him, he was like, excuse me, sir, sir, and, like, I ignored him at first just because, like, I thought he was just begging for money or whatever, He's like, sir, your butt plug fell out. And then, like, I looked back because I heard fell out. And then I fully processed what he said. So I just kind of chuckled at him, gave him a nod, and then kept going on my way. Uh, eventually made my way to the hotel, got checked in there, and then quickly turned around because I was going to 
be going to AEW Rampage that night in the Cow Palace, very historic building down in Daly City, California. And yeah, it was a really good show. Um, my seats, so pretty much, I'm trying to. I was looking like right at the entrance ramp and the stage, so like I was on that side of the arena. And then it wasn't like in an upper deck or anything like that. It was pretty much like it was all the floor seating. And then they had kind of risers was the best way to describe it. Or like, you know, those bleacher type things. And I was in like the first row of the bleachers. So overall, I was only like six inches to a foot above the ground. But still, like I was kind of far back. And it was actually really good seats. Um, originally, I was sitting like further to the left and like back another section and then they up the one of the people from cow palace they called me and was like hey we're gonna upgrade your seat for you i'm like oh okay so they moved me over there and yeah no it was really cool um they filmed AEW dark rampage and then they had like two more dark matches after rampage it was a good show definitely match of the night i enjoyed riho versus emi sakura very much that was a very fun match um the people behind me they were an interesting group. Um, so clearly it was like there was two guys. There might have been like three or four. But there's two of them that were mostly talking for the entire night. And it was one who was like a wrestling, was a wrestling fan. But he hasn't watched in, you know, however many, 25, 30 years. And then there's the other guy who was like, you know, up to date with the product. And so before the show, they were doing a video package on the board. And Jim Ross was on screen talking about something. And the guy, I guess, all he saw was the cowboy hat that JR was wearing. He's like, oh, man, is that Cowboy Bob Orton? And uh, it kind of got a pop out of me. I chuckled a little bit. And, um, one of the dark matches they had after Rampage, they had Pretty Peter Avalon versus Hook. That was cool to see. Always a good time to see Hook. Love that guy. And then, yeah, um, after the show, I didn't feel like, you know, spending more money on an Uber to get back to the hotel. And I saw that there was a bus that would, you know, be going late, kind of, like, dropping me off semi-close to where my hotel is. I was like, all right, I'll get that. And so I got to the stop, but, like, and there was a bus there, but I didn't realize it was my bus. And by then it already took off. So I was like, gosh darn it. And so I went across the street to a convenience store because I didn't want to stand out in the cold. I was like, all right, when's the next next bus coming? And on Apple Maps, it said the next bus would be in in, like, 20 minutes. So I'm like, I'm not waiting that long. Get out of town. So I just, you know, I went to go order an Uber, but then it kept on loading. It was on confirming driver details for at least, like, 20, not 20 minutes. That's an exaggeration. But it was on there for, like, two and a half, three minutes. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm just not getting this driver. So I canceled the ride order. And then the my actual bus, the right bus, the right number, right route, same everything, it actually came in. I was like, oh, I guess they're running more buses for the show tonight. So I got on that bus, rode the bus back to the hotel, and went to sleep pretty quickly because of all the travel. I had to get up. I mean, my flight out of Baltimore was like, it was close to 8. It was either 8 or 9, one of the two. It was in the morning. I had to get up early for it. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, I got ready for all that, went to bed Friday night, and then woke up on Saturday, and I was super excited for Saturday, because I would be going to the AEW charity bowling event. Um, you know, obviously, wasn't able to bowl, because my shoulder, I don't feel like re-dislocating it, and I don't feel like learning how to bowl lefty in one day. So, uh, they did sell tickets where you can just sit and watch, so I went and got one of those, 
I was really excited for it. Um, but the event itself wasn't until later in the afternoon, so I wanted to go exploring a little bit. I looked up a thrift store that was nearby, wasn't too far away, and I went to go walk to it. But golly, Apple Maps needs to get it together when it comes to walking directions. Because, like, it'll tell you the route, but the route isn't always accurate. Because it'll be, like, the way you're facing really depends on what route you take. And even if you start going in the wrong way, the route never recalculates. It always, like, it'll be like, oh, in half a mile, you're turning right on 5th Street. And then if you're going the wrong way, like it doesn't tell you, hey, idiot, turn around. It doesn't tell you, oh, you can turn left on this street instead. Nope, it'll just say, hey, it was half a mile. It's three quarters of a mile now. It's a mile and two quarters now. So I'm like, oh, whoops, I guess I better turn around. So I eventually turn myself around, get to the thrift store. They had some really good finds. I got a dress shirt, um, this like short sleeve button up thing. I got a tank top. And then, I think that was it. I think that's all I got. Yeah. I did get some good finds, though. They're good finds, good prices. I'm really happy I did go out and get all those. So once I got all that, I got dressed. I put on my finest Bobby Fish shirt, and I went to the AEW bowling event. That one was lots of fun. I really, it was like, for $10, that's how much my sit and watch ticket was. I got unbelievable access. I got to, like, you know, all the wrestlers were there. Like, you feel like you could just, like, go out and talk to them at any time. I got plenty of pictures. I got pictures with... Let's see if I can get them all on the top of my head. Um, so I got a picture with Colton Gunn, Julia Hart, Sir Panico, Chuck Taylor, Pretty Peter Avalon, and I'm 100% missing one. All right, I'm going to check. Be right, be right back. Aaron Solo. That's who I was missing from the pictures I got. Um, and then I did, I caught up with Bryce Remsburg. I was like, hey, remember in Cleveland? I went to your seminar. You know, hope you're having a good one. And then I did talk to Chris Statlander. I wasn't able to get a picture with her because she was having a meet and greet before Revolution. And since, you know, people have to pay a lot to go to that, you know, she couldn't give out pictures for people who just paid $10, which makes sense. I understand it. Annoying, but I understand um, but I did talk to her. We had a good conversation about like, hey, you know, I fractured my shoulder two months ago. I know you've been having, you know, injury problems of your own. What's a good mindset to have to really not lose motivation and try and get back into the ring? Stuff like that. So yeah, really good conversation with her. Really glad I was able to get that conversation with her. And then yeah, it was just really fun. Um, JD Drake had a perfect game going for eight frames, but then lost it in the ninth. That was, it was really cool just seeing everyone rally up around him and like really build it up. And that was really cool. But yeah, I definitely, if they do another bowling event, um, I do recommend going. Get it, get a sit and watch ticket. You know, you won't be allowed to go down to like the lower floor because that's how they divided it. Like you can pay to bowl just like with you and your friends and you would be down on like the actual lanes and stuff. But if you just get to sit and watch, you have to be on, like, the upper level they had, where that's where all, like, the bars and restrooms and everything were. So you couldn't go down, but if you caught a wrestler who was up in the upper level, like, getting a drink or whatever, then you can ask for pictures and conversation, whatever. So, yeah, pro tip right there. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, that was pretty much, oh, that was definitely not it for Saturday night. Excuse me, don't get ahead of myself here. And so the, the event ended at like 7. I was like, well, there's plenty of nightlife left. It's Saturday. I'm a young adult. There's got to be something I can do. And so I looked up 
um, different bars that had like an arcade, a barcade, if you will. And so I found one. It was like a mile away. Uh, it's called the Emporium in San Francisco. It was cool. Like, it looked really big. They had, like, the bar and then, like, a dance floor type thing. And then surrounding all around it, it had arcade cabinets and pinball machines and stuff like that. It was all coin-operated. You didn't need, like, a power card or anything like that. So it's like, oh, this is going to be sick. This is going to be so much fun. This is where we're going tonight. So to get to the Emporium... I decided, you know, I didn't want, like, there weren't any bus fares that were really running that line that looked appealing, and I didn't want a taxi out, so, like, alright, I'm gonna take a scooter, and so I got, well, first of all, fighting a scooter was kind of difficult, because, like, on the GPS map thing, there was, like, one that was, like, oh, it's right around the block, and then I go, and it's definitely not around the block, and if it is, there's, like, construction blocking me from getting around the block, and so I'm, like, well, that's inconvenient. So I had to go down like two more blocks and finally I found one. Um, for whatever reason, Uber lost my licensing information so I had to re-input my driver's license info so I can ride the scooter. And so I was riding it for a bit. Um, eventually I did put it on like training mode so it didn't go over eight miles per hour just cause I was kind of weaving a little bit. And there's still plenty of cars and people out. I didn't want to hit any of them. Um, thankfully, you know, San Francisco was pretty sick. It had, like, the protected bike lanes, so it was, like, completely separated from the main road. There was, you know, cones kind of separating the bike lane from the rest of the cars. That was pretty sweet. Did appreciate that. Um, getting to the Emporium, though, dude, like, I get San Francisco has a lot of hills, but the entire ride was uphill. I mean, thank goodness I got a scooter instead of walked. Because if I had to walk up all those hills, no way. My legs would have been given out by the third hill. But yeah, I scooted up those hills, parked it, and went inside the Emporium. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just try and get most of the main fun details out of the way. Um, I won in Mario Kart against some random person, so that's always a good thing there. Uh, they had a ton of pinball machines, and what I would do is I would see which machines still had like credits on them. Like, because, you know, you'll usually get three balls per, you know, full credit. And sometimes people would leave after, you know, their second life or whatever. So I'd find out which game still had credits, and I would just play them for free. That was pretty cool. I did. I am sorry. I hope this isn't breaking edge. But I did get a Heineken 00, just because, like, you know, it's on the menu. I want to look like an adult here. So I got Heineken 00. It was okay. Um, I didn't finish all of it. It was kind of weird. Like, the first taste you get, like, it tastes like a soda. I don't know if that's just from carbonation or what, but, like, it tastes like a soda. Um, but then the aftertaste was just beer, and I don't know. It wasn't the most appealing thing. So, I, I mean, I got it. I, I was cool. I was holding a bottle in the club. Pretty crazy. And so, speaking of the club, um, it was really rocking that night. I guess, So, they did bring in, like, a DJ, and that was, like, an event on their page. That's half the reason why I went to the Emporium that night. I was like, oh, we're bringing in a DJ. And I was like, all right, I can rock with this guy. And so eventually, after a while of, you know, playing games and kind of getting myself loose and comfortable, I was like, all right, let's go to the floor. Let's dance. Let's, you know, bring back my high school days when I was at homecoming. Let's, like, let's dance. Let's go. And so, like, I'm kind of just grooving for a little bit, you know, just kind of rocking back and forth, doing my little side shuffles. Um, but then, for whatever reason, like... I'm not a good dancer, but if the music start if it starts playing Latin music, then I can dance more comfortably to that, if that makes sense. Like, I'm still not a good dancer, 
but I feel more confident and more comfortable dancing to Latin music. So, you know, they're hitting that syncopated beat, that boom, 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 and I'm like, all right, we're getting into it, we're getting into it, we're grooving, we're jiving, we're dancing. And then this girl, complete stranger, don't know her, never heard of her before, she stands, like, right in front of me. She's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? And so, like, we start kind of dancing together a little bit, and then she starts to, like, put her hands on me. And, like, she put her hands on, like, my sides and my back and, like, starts rubbing me up and down. So I was like, oh, man, what do I do here? Is, is she trying to pickpocket me right now? And so, like, I'm like, all right, we, we can rock with this. And so I kind of, like, put my hands on her side, but still, like, they're still, like, kind of, full, I don't know, it's weird, it's awkward, you know me, I'm an awkward person, like, I wasn't really getting fully into it, but, you know, we're still, like, we're still kind of rocking, we're dancing, and I noticed, you know, as the music's going, and we're stepping, and we're dancing, like, she starts taking some steps closer towards me, so, like, she's trying to get close and intimate, I'm like, all right, all right, we can rock with this, so we're getting closer, we're getting a little bit closer, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make a move here, and so I go to, like, reach out, and then pull her in, to, you know, really get her in, because my hands are still, like, kind of, like, on her sides, but I'm trying to get to her back, so I can pull her in, and so I go to, like, reach out, I reach out, I go up and extend, and I don't know if I just got it at just the wrong angle or what, but I go to reach, and then immediately, it's just, oh, sorry, sorry, it's my shoulder, my shoulder, I'm sorry, it's my shoulder, ow, 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 <laughs> a little less dramatic than what I just did, but that's pretty much the premise of I try to make a move, and then my shoulder starts hurting, and she kind of looks confused, and I'm like, all right, I'm sorry, we, we can keep dancing, let's go, and so we dance for a little bit longer, um, but then she's like, I'm sorry, I have to go back to my friends, and then I, it's not a total loss, though, because she says she has to go back to her friends, and then she kind of, like, grabs me by the back of my head. Not grabs, but, you know, she puts her hand on, like, the back of my head, back of my neck, and then pulls me in for a kiss. And we lock lips for about, like, 2.62 seconds. So, you know, not a total loss. Not a total loss. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Um, I'm still just kind of dancing. I do. I jump over my leg a few times. That gets a huge pop from some of the boys there. Um, the soldier boy came on, and me and this other girl, we, like, we stood across from each other, and we were like, you trying to go? We're like, yeah, let's go. And then we did the whole soldier boy, you know, soldier boy up in this, oh, watch me crank it, watch. We did, like, the whole dance together, that was pretty sick. Um, but yeah, and then other than that, it was, like, around one, a little after one, um, that's when I decided to leave. I caught a bus, I found a bus that was still running, bus back to the hotel, got off and went to bed and that was all on Saturday so I know really long day but now it's time for Sunday Sunday is AEW Revolution Day I am super excited for the pay-per-view I'm not gonna lie like a week or so beforehand on paper like I wasn't really that hot on the pay-per-view um, but then as they started doing like I watched all the video packages that they did before Ramp Rampage promoting the pay-per-view and I was like, oh, I'm all in. I'm set now. This is, this is sick. And so got up pretty early, got lunch at this place called The Melt. That was like a block away from the hotel, which was good. And then got on the bus, rode it down to the Chase Center, got off, and then just waited in line. It's pretty cool. I was wearing my Jamie Hayter shirt that day. That was my other thing. I was wearing wrestling shirts all weekend. So on Friday when I was in the air for most of the day, I was wearing my MJF mid-shirt, Saturday, Bobby Fish, Sunday, Jamie Hayter, 
and then on Monday I wore Orange Cassidy. But yeah, that was the theme. And so the pay-per-view itself was such a fun pay-per-view. My seats, they were in like the upper deck. They were in the 200s or whatever, but they were in the first row. And so, you know, if people were standing in front of me, I didn't have to stand up to see over them. I could just stay seated the entire time. I had a great view of the ring and the entrance and everything. Really, really, it was just a really good show, a really fun show. Uh, my section was really fun. You know, they were getting into it and we were reacting. We were doing the thing. Like, it was really good. Really good stuff. Um, matches itself, I enjoyed House of Black versus the Elite a lot. I definitely, like, I wanted House of Black to win, but I definitely thought the Elite would win. Just because, like, no way, you know, their first title defense that's not Death Triangle, they're gonna, you know, take the titles off of them. But then they did, and House of Black is your AEW's trios champions. That was crazy. Um, the last burial match between Christian Cage and Jungle Boy Jack Perry, that was a lot of fun. That was a good match. And of course, the main event, you can't not talk about it, the 60-minute Ironman match between Brian Danielson and MJF. Let me tell you, they did a great job pacing it because I was kind of worried, you know, having to sit there for 60 minutes. My attention span, I don't know if they can handle that. But they paced it really well. The, six, the 60 minutes went by really, really fast. So good job to everyone involved with that to pace it out that well. Oh, man, but yeah, no, it was just a really good show, a really good time. I'm really glad that I did, you know, go out, do that, experience that. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then after the show, I was like, all right, you know, the Chase Center is about, like, two miles away from my hotel. And I was like, okay, I can take the bus back to the hotel. No problem there. Uh, but then, of course, you know, everyone's taking the bus or the train or the whatever back to wherever they're going. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'll walk for a bit, and then once we pass Oracle Park, or it's AT&T Park now, I think, whatever, wherever the Giants play, the San Francisco Giants, once we uh, walk past there, I'll get us, I'll find a scooter, and we could scoot back to the hotel. But then, you know, I didn't like. I was still walking with a decent pack of people at that point, and I didn't want to, you know, stray away from the pack and be by myself. And I was like, all right, we can still walk. You know, we only have about like a mile left. Um, but then, so we're still walking, we're still walking, as I'm walking more, I'm starting to lose people from my pack, and eventually I'm by myself, I'm like, alright, that's cool, um, still not exactly sure where I'm going though, and then I go to use my phone for GPS, and then my phone dies when I'm like half a mile away from my destination, so I'm like, okay, we're good, we're good, um, just look for Market Street and 6th Street, we're almost there, we're almost there, so I did get turned around a little bit, you know, it took some uh, left turns a little, a block too early, I went down, like, overall, I felt safe in San Francisco, but this one part, my walk back to the hotel, I thought I was not gonna die, but I thought something was gonna happen, because I, I took a wrong turn, and I went down the super narrow alley, where it was one street light for the entire alley, and, there wasn't anyone on my side of the sidewalk, but there was, like, two or three people on the other side of the sidewalk, and they were all kind of spaced out. So I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm going to get stabbed. I'm going to get mugged, robbed, shot, everything. It's all happening right here. And uh, luckily, none of that happened, you know? I went through it unscathed, found my way back to my hotel, charged up, and then, yeah, watched the press conference. That was super crazy. And then went to bed after that. Man, that was all on Sunday. But now it's time for Monday. 
my San Francisco trip is not over yet. Um, and so Monday, I didn't have, like, any plans. I just wanted to kind of get more out and do more of the tourist stuff. So shout out, Ronnie Two Legs. He uh, gave me some some funds to get in and out and I have had in and out before, but, you know, I'm not going to say no to it. So I went there, got that. And let me tell you, when it comes to in and out and then also from the melt on Sunday afternoon, I think I'm becoming a milkshake guy. You know, I really like a good milkshake. It's not bad. in and out itself, um, I'm not sure if it's just the burger that I got, but I don't know. The bun, the bottom bun, was a little too crispy for my liking. I would have preferred a softer bun. But the sandwich itself was still good. We got that out of the way. Fries were okay, but definitely burger and the milkshake. Good milkshake. Great milkshake. Uh, that was the main event of that In-N-Out experience. And then I went up. I was pretty much hanging out. If you know San Francisco, then you know I was like in Fisherman's Wharf pretty much the whole time. Uh, there was this antique arcade type thing where it had like a bunch of old games from, you know, early 1900s. And then they also had like more modern arcade games and stuff like that so I played those for a while that was fun uh, I finally got my opportunity to take pictures for Instagram you know that was the one thing I was missing from this entire trip was pictures for Instagram and so luckily I was able to kind of finagle my phone in the right places to kind of get it in a good I didn't want to ask anyone to take a picture for me so I was able to get my pic, uh, phone you know kind of caught in the right corners um, and plus like the thing is like how insane am I going to look if I give someone my phone and I'm like, hey, can you take a picture of me standing next to this garbage can, please? <laughs> um, so, yeah, got all the pictures I wanted to take, went back to the hotel that Monday, and then Monday night, there was at a different barcade, they were doing like a Super Smash Brothers tournament type thing for casual players. So I'm like, okay, we can do that. And the thing is said like 7.30 to 10. It's so like, all right, you know, I'll go there. I'll probably get there around 8 or so. Just be like, hey, I'm here for the smash, and then whatever. Um, unfortunately, though, I guess they were really strict about that 7.30 thing because they didn't have any more spots for the rest of the night. And I was like, gosh darn it, that's unfortunate. So I just played the other arcade games they had there. I played Miss Pac-Man a lot. Um, got some Tetris in there as well. Got a root beer and then left. I took the streetcar that time, did not take the bus, I took the streetcar back to the hotel, and then called it a night, Tuesday, got up, went to the airport, flew back, I went from San Francisco to Las Vegas, and I mean, hey, I know last time I went to the Las Vegas airport, I said it wasn't the best time, although, now that I'm 21 and I can use the slot machines they have there, it's, it's, it's grown on me, it's grown on me a little bit. Um, my flight from Vegas to Baltimore was delayed because the pilots were not there yet. So wait for the pilots for a bit. Then eventually they get there. I get on board. We're going. We're flying. And then land in Maryland around, uh, it was it was earlier than I thought it was going to be. It was after midnight for sure, but whatever. Get to Maryland. Get to bed. And then, yeah, that's pretty much where I spent the rest of my week. Um, Thursday, I got my license renewed. And so next time someone checks for my ID, it'll be a horizontal license as soon as that gets in the mail. Um, so, yeah, that was on Thursday. I got my license renewed. Pretty sick. Friday, I decided to have some more fun and uh, go to a casino that's not too far away from me, right attached to the Arundel Mills Mall, if you know, you know. 
see, I went to casino there, except there, I went to go give them my ID, and when they renewed my ID, they kind of, like, took a hole puncher type thing, and they punched a hole in the corner of my old ID to show that's, like, hey, it's not valid anymore or whatever. And I gave it to the person, and I was like, well, I mean, like, I'm 21, and that's my ID. The dude at the NBA says that, like, that's still valid as a photo ID. It's just, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, well, I mean, like, because it has the hole in it, the card reader thing isn't reading it. So it's like, well, I was like, I have another ID. And so I pulled out my military dependent card. You know, that has my face on it. That's me. And she's like looking at it and she flips it around, you know, front and back. And she's like, what's this? And I was like, it's my dependent card. It has my birthday on the back, if that's what you're looking for. And she was like, okay, um, you said you have your uh, interim documents in your car, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, go get those, come back with your license, and you should be able to get in. And so I went to the casino the whole time. I had my interim driver's license papers, documents in my back pocket while I'm doing the thing. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, overall, and that was my second time in a casino. Pretty good trip. I definitely, I got to learn how to quit while I'm ahead. Because in slots and roulette and blackjack, everything, I just, I like, I win and I'm like, well, now I have more winnings. That means I have more time to play. I just, I gotta stop. I gotta control myself. Next time, next time, I'm gonna have a limit. I'm gonna be like, all right, if I win this much, I'm leaving. And if I lose this much, I'm leaving. That's what I gotta do for myself. Next time, next time. Uh, yeah, that was on Friday, and then Saturday, Saturday all day, was my drive back to Youngstown, but that wasn't the only thing happening on Saturday, because WWE had a house show at the Covelli Center in Youngstown, that me and my friend went to, we went there, it was a pretty good time, um, I was kind of, you know, kind of unfortunate, I saw Cody Rhodes has been doing a few house shows, and I thought I'd see him, did not get to see him, uh, WWE posted an advertisement that was like, oh man, Ronda Rousey is going to be in Youngstown. She wasn't there. Um, but, I mean, hey, Liv Morgan, run. Uh, she won a street fight match. That was pretty cool. Rey Mysterio was there. Always a good time to see him at the 619. And then, yeah, after the show, went home. And then today, did some homework, watched some XFL, watched some World Baseball Classic, ate Chipotle, about to take a shower. Really exciting Sunday, I know. And I know, this is a really long episode, um, even though I only talked about like five days or whatever. Uh, really long episode, sorry about that, or you're welcome, depending on how much you like me. Uh, but don't go anywhere, because after this advertisement break, we will be getting to the observational voicemails. We got a few of those to go through, so please do not go anywhere. Alright, advertisement break out of the way, and now it's time to get into the observational voicemail. If you'd like to leave a message at the Observational Voicemail, you could do so by calling 330-333-2005. Please hit my theme song. Whose phone is ringing? Mine! Mine! Whose phone is ringing? Mine! It's mine! Whose phone is ringing? Mine! Mine! My phone, 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 phone! Alright, so the first voicemail we have here of the night was left last Sunday, just before Revolution, and it comes... From the other JB, let's see what they have to say. Hello there, observational banter. It's Hello the there. other JB here. Hope you're having a good time over there at Revolution. Calling in just before I head over to the uh, Regal Cracker Park to go watch it there. 
Nice. Theater show. Yeah, I like that story. We're all going to be in for a fun night. Um, so I'll leave you with a question this week. Something that's, you know, a little simple. What was the last uh, movie, movie or TV show that you watched? You know, something, you know, nice and easy. Because I know that you'll have a busy uh, day getting back and all that. And I'm sure that, you know, if you, uh, you'll have plenty of time to watch a movie on the plane if you're not sleeping. I so, sure did. Uh, yeah, let me know. Um, my uh, The last movie I watched was a, mo- a horror movie called um, The Poughkeepsie Tape. Excuse me. Poughkeepsie Tape. The Poughkeepsie Tapes. And it's a horror movie that's, you know, kind of like a... Uh, in the style of a uh, true crime um, documentary in which um, the okay. found footage is used of the um, events of a uh, tapes of a uh, murder um, kept. So, messed up movie, but not as messed up as its reputation um, implies that it is. So, uh, hopefully, you had a much more fun thing that you watched. So, uh, let me know. All right, thanks, J- thank you, JB, for calling in. Uh, I think the tapes thing, I think Derek mentioned that on Conversational Banter that he was watching that. But when it comes to the last movie I watched, and so you're right, I did watch it on a plane. I watched it from BWI to LAX, and it was A League of Their Own. I know, for such a big baseball fan as myself, that was the first time I watched A League of Their Own. And Man, what a movie. I mean, the characters are all on point. The actors, Tom Hanks, he's killing it in that role. The story was so good. I mean, listen, I don't want to be dramatic, but, like, if I was by myself, I would have came a little closer to crying. I wouldn't have cried, but I would have came a little closer. But I did start to feel those feelings when I was on the plane, but I can't let people know that I was feeling those feelings. Anyway... But yeah, League of Their Own, last movie that I watched. Really, really, really good movie. And then, yeah, definitely if you're a baseball fan, you gotta watch it. I watched a video recently that, like, ranked every baseball movie based on, like, how historically, not historically accurate, but just, like, how realistic the baseball in it was. And um, it actually talked about some of the historical inaccuracies of A League of Their Own. But overall, just when it comes to just being a standalone movie, the story is great, bro. Gina Davis in that movie, Madonna in that movie, chef's kiss. Anyway, but yeah, that answers that. League of Their Own, last question I watched, or last movie I watched, excuse me. But for the last voicemail of the night is coming from Ronald Two Legs. Let's get to it. What's up, Caleb? Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Ronald Two Legs. See, you got to leave the space there because Caleb every, always answers everybody. Every time we call in, you say, what's up, Caleb? He goes, oh, not much. But then he talks over everyone, you know, what you're going to say next. So note to the callers, you got to give Caleb a pause there so he can re- reply back to you. I've noticed that. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, all right, buddy. Just wanted to call in and see how your trip to California was. Uh, I saw that you made it out to uh, In-N-Out. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, I'm, Thank glad, you. I'm glad you went. Uh, you know, it's not everybody. I'm not expecting you to say it's the greatest cheeseburger or whatever uh, of all time. You know, it's not for everybody. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It's a pretty, uh, pretty controversial topic. Somebody's beeping at me. I didn't turn fast enough for him. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty controversial topic. Um, but just want to know your thoughts on it, what you thought of it. Um, I know we're doing uh, we're doing contra- conversational banter this week. Uh you got uh, Mr. Derek uh, Derek Dillinger and uh, Dustin Alberti in there. That was last week. Uh, both of those guys. Um, 
I, I told you my favorite is in and out. Everyone knows that. Uh, let's let's hear what the boys' two favorite fast food places are. What do you what do you guys like? What's like your all time favorite? I know it's kind of a tired question out of me, but it is what it is. I'm busy. I'm at work. So all right, have a great show. Love you all. Goodbye, it's Ronnie Deuces. All right, thank you, Ronnie Two Legs, for leaving that there. Uh, I'm sorry that it sounded like you wanted to leave a question for Derek and Dustin. Unfortunately, they are not here in the studio today. It's just me today, but I'll answer your question. So, favorite fast food place? Um, so, like you said, I'm sorry, but In-N-Out is not my favorite. I do apologize. When it comes to fast food, I am a big Chick-fil-A guy, a big Taco Bell guy. I do like Mexican food a lot. But if someone offers it, I am never going to say no to five guys, especially if they're offering it and they're paying for it, then I'm definitely not saying no to that. Um, that is that is the one leg that In-N-Out has over five guys is the prices. In-N-Out is about like, it was like half the price of five guys. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, uh, definitely I would say just off the top of my head, five guys is my favorite fast food restaurant, which I mean, I know it's not really like the fastest of foods. It doesn't have a drive-thru or anything like that. At least I've never seen the one that has a drive-thru. But, you know, it's good. Milkshakes, fries, all that. There's that really funny meme where, like, the dad takes his kid to Five Guys. And he's like, he said he wanted Five Guys, but he doesn't have Five Guys money. Peanuts it is, champ. And I think that one's just really funny. I I laugh at it every time. But, yeah, that's my answer to your question. Five Guys, favorite fast food restaurant. Uh, Next time I get, you know, Derek and Dustin in here, I'll be sure to save that question and ask it to them. But thank you for making it this far. I'd like to thank bensound.com for letting me use their music and this product. All right. Um, speaking of the AIW guys, um, I know earlier today, the 12th, there was a car accident involving Josh Bishop, Derek Dillinger, Marino Teneglia, and Dominic Arini. Um, everyone's okay. They're alive. They're, they're able to get away from it, uh, you know, on their own. Uh, but yeah, just a really bad accident. I'm definitely keeping them in my thoughts. I hope they are able to kind of get back to normal routine quickly enough. Uh, definitely, you know, not the best situation. It's just a reminder, everybody, please drive safely. Um, I know, especially as these roads get really bad, you can never be too safe. Uh, your life is worth a lot more than making it to your destination on time. I promise you that. But yeah, we got that out of the way. And then speaking of AIW, next Saturday, not the one coming up, not St. Patrick's Day weekend, the Saturday after that is the return to Cleveland, 216 at the Temple Live, Cleveland, Ohio. You gotta be there. The card is starting to come out. We're gonna have a big four-way tag for the pre-show, and then the winner of that four-way tag match gets to face the Bitcoin Boys for the Tag Team Championships. We got Dom Garini versus Timothy Thatcher on the card. It's gonna be sick. It's gonna be a big show. I know you guys are gonna love it, so you better get there, get to it, see it in person, or if you can't, watch it on Fight TV and then you'll probably see me work my magic over there. Maybe, if I work that night. But yeah, lots of stuff going on there. Um, Coming up for me next week will be a regular episode of Banter, a normal Monday through Sunday routine. And then, looking at conversational banter, last time I checked, it is the second most listened to podcast that I've uploaded just behind Season 2, Episode 18. And so... It's a smashing success. Gotta give the people what they want. So if you want to be featured on Conversational Banter, just shoot me a DM. Um, free Monday and Wednesday nights after 6. Those, those are like usually, like, that would be the best way to record with me. 
um, weekends, Saturday and Sundays, where I there's not an AIW or a Black Label Pro show. I could probably squeeze those in for recordings if I'm not going somewhere else. Um, Tuesday and Thursdays are training days, so probably not. And then Fridays. Fridays depends on how late it is, but I can see if I'm free Friday nights. But yeah, shoot me a DM. I would love to have you on the show, have you on conversational banter as we start to build that up. But if you want to follow me on all my socials so you can find out where to DM me, you can do so at NotCalebEllison or call the Observational Voicemail Line. You could even text it. It is a text line too. 330-333-2005. Thank you for making it this far. Until next time, I'll see you later on Observational Banter.